Daddy's ready to start the show because it's amazing and you should hit start. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Um, yes, hello. The Monty Show. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. <laughs> Jazz got a win last night. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the whole show. We weren't even going to do a show since they won. We only I do mean, shows when they lose. You know, if we can't say mean things about Rudy Gobert, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I mean, you put up a 2020, what's the point? Yeah, nothing special there. Damn millennials. Yeah. Uh, huge win for the Jazz. Got to talk about the Lakers being eliminated from the NBA playoffs. By the way, your guys in the Masters. Yeah. Tiger. I, I was really excited uh, for you. Yeah, thank you. You know, not that it matters because you're going out of town with your girlfriend. I love you. Honey. Oh, I love you. Right, right. So are you guys into just the droning I love you phase of your relationship now? Hey, I got to take a dump. I love you. Why, why you got hate? Why you got hate? Hey, what's for dinner? My love for you. you got, why you got it's hate? It's an entree. Why you got hate? What? Just asking if that's where your relationship no, is we're at. Because we point. never talk about your relationship anymore. Ooh, because we're all sensitive now. I'm not all sensitive. Anyway. There's nothing to report. What's the report? Yeah. Well, she hasn't dumped you yet. That's something. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to report yet. I didn't break up with her over text. She hasn't dumped me. I mean, I, what, I what are you supposed you. to say? You know? She's a vegan that goes to steakhouses. You know? What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah it you is know? what it is. You know, we... <laughs> Uh, my wife and your girlfriend are vegetarians and pretty much vegans. Yeah. And we take them to Ruth's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm that kind of asshole. Uh, uh, hey, don't forget we're giving away a PlayStation 5 on this very here program. Yeah. Um, awesome work by you guys. Um, you know, you are subscribing to this channel in droves. We are now at 3,733 subs. So we picked up uh 27 subscribers so that's pretty good i'd take anything 20 or more in a day is pretty damn good mm -hmm. so we are meteorically rising towards the atmosphere of 5,000. yeah um once we do that we are going to give away a playstation 5 on this very here program uh thanks to benji who asked me if he could have a free shirt and i told him no you cheap bastard send us 25 dollars and we'll give you a the shirt and five entries to win the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. So Greg Hawkins yesterday said, hey, send me a shirt and I'll wear it and promote it. I was like, all right, cool. He doesn't send me his address, but like five people are like, hey, I'll promote it too. Um, and so I said to Benji, like, how many people follow you on Instagram? I don't have an Instagram. Well, what about TikTok? I don't have a TikTok. Like, <laughs> my guy. Where are you going to promote it, man? You know? So anyways, and he's got like... And I felt bad. I was trying not to be a jerk, but he's got, I think, 13 Twitter followers. I'm like, hey, man, uh, you know, this a business over here. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, you know, let's see. Greg Hawkins, a famous actor and TV personality who models T-shirts for a living. In some, he models T-shirts. Benji, you've got <laughs> 13 followers on Twitter. Up. 
and puts a t-shirt on and that's how he gets paid yeah and people are like <laughs> god damn greg that's a nice t-shirt boy daddy because <laughs> greg is actually a good looking dude greg hawkins is like he's a, literally he's a model and then there's benji with 13 twitter followers me <laughs> you know hey man i mean it's you're not doing, we all play a role you know, it's cool it's we, cool you know and stuff yeah uh anyway if you like a shirt dm jake slc yeah. supercars slc supercars on twitter instagram or tiktok subscribe to this channel please shop our affiliate links below everybody seems to love this cup washer thing if you use if the you use washer. a blender bottle um of any kind now i don't do dishes that's why i got married so that my wife would do the dishes <laughs> Anyway, um, see what I was trying to say was there's Mrs. An Monty is riding the Peloton in the background like 10 and just feet gave away. Me the deaths there. She did. She flipped me off again. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is there's an awesome uh, attachment for your kitchen sink on Amazon. It's in the links below. Get all, it. Our, all our vitamins are protein bars, whatever you like. It's in the Amazon links below on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. So as it turns out, the Jazz didn't forget how to play basketball as they got a gritty overtime win over the Memphis Grizzlies. And one of the things I thought was so interesting on Twitter after the game, Jake, was all of the excuses about why the Jazz wound up winning this game. Right. To which I say, who cares? Because the Jazz got what was a much-needed win that likely clinches them a – top six spot in the Western Conference. And frankly, if we're being honest, it probably gets them into the 4-5 matchup with Dallas. Um, this was a big win, and I don't think we need to make excuses as to why it happened. Yeah, I mean, there shouldn't be any handicapping or, or yeah, excuse-making. I mean, they won the game. I, I think that there was nervous time happening for the Jazz fan base when you have a nine-point lead that gets cut to four in, like, three possessions, you know, real quick. And I, I don't blame the fan base for feeling that. But I think overall, the it was, a, it was a good performance. I mean, like I said yesterday on the show, you know, it doesn't – it's not three quarters uh, – the NBA games are not three quarters. It doesn't matter what you do after three quarters. It matters what you do, you know, in a 48-minute game. Uh, and last night, in particular, there was overtime, too, because you, you, you couldn't find a way to win that game in regulation. So – you know, I thought it was a good win. I, I feel like they came out and lived up to the comments by Jordan Clarkson before last night's game, which were, hey, we got this off our chest and everything's fine and we're good, you know, and I feel like we saw some adjustments last night. And I think the main one that we saw was pace. You know, that's the big thing that I saw last night repeatedly. We can get into rotations and, and some other, other, other stuff, but I think the main thing that they were pushing last night was pace of play. I mean, repeatedly – the Jazz were pushing in transition, trying to get to the to the rim, trying to get fouled, trying to get, you know, the Grizzlies in some bad situations defensively. And and that led to, you know, Daniel House hitting threes and Bogey hitting threes and in some really good looks. And I think that this is something, this game right here is something that you can build on. However, I did leave this game feeling like, okay, you know, this was a good benchmark game. You know, projecting forward into the postseason, if you were to run into Memphis and they have everybody, I don't think you're better than Memphis still. I think that was a really tight game on your home floor. They didn't have Dylan Brooks or John Morant, and you had to go to overtime. So I think it was a good benchmark game. I think it's a good measuring stick for just how capable this Jazz team is. However, I don't think it spells good news for you in the postseason. That said, I think it was a good win. I think it was a much-needed win. 
and yeah, it guarantees that you're not in the in, in the playing tournament, and you know you're you're gonna get your your you know six seed at a minimum. Maybe you can get back up to the five seed. So I thought it was a good game. Yeah, and I I, I understand why Jazz fans wanna, I don't know, put put caveats or conditions on the win. You know, look, it, it one of the things I saw last night was, hey, the Memphis Grizzlies are better without Ja Morant. Come on. Guy, what the fuck are you talking about? I, you really believe this is a better team without John ja Morant? By the way, if John ja Morant plays last night, the Grizzlies win that game because he's not missing an easy layup at the rim, at the at, essentially at the buzzer. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and so you can make all these excuses or try to couch this as well. If uh, you know they're better, the Grizzlies are a better team without John ja Morant. They're not. They're not. I don't care what the numbers say. There's not a team in this league that would want John Moran on the bench instead of in the lineup. You yeah. are crazy yeah. if you believe they're a better team. There's no reason to couch this. John Morant, no John Morant, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The Jazz got to win over a very good team that are ahead of them in the standings. Feel good about this win. I think your point about the pace of play is the single biggest adjustment we saw in this game. And, you know, some of the other things that stand out, playing Royce O'Neal and Daniel House uh, on the floor at the same time, I, I thought was, a, was, was really important. At the end of the game, I mean, Daniel House did very well on Desmond Bain, forcing a very difficult three. Now, a lot of people want to dog Royce O'Neal for that rebound he gave up uh, to slow-mo to tie the game and send it to overtime. Listen, I got news for you. He was in the exact right position. He boxed out. He had pinned slow-mo on the, on the baseline. How do you rebound an air ball? I'm telling you, it's the most difficult thing to do in basketball when we talk about rebounding because you're anticipating that a guy like Desmond Bain, who's an elite three-point shooter and is paid millions of dollars to do so, is going to hit the rim. You're anticipating the ball's going to hit the rim. It's one of the most difficult plays in basketball is to effectively box out and rebound an air ball because there's no way to time it. Is Royce O'Neal worthy of defense on most nights? He's not. I've told you repeatedly, I think the guy's a dog. That play last night at the end of regulation was not Royce O'Neal's fault. That's just one of those things in the NBA that happens. But mm -hmm. having said that, I think the lineup rotations we told you were going to happen last night absolutely took place. You saw Hassan Whiteside's minutes, I think, tactically changed. Um, I think that one of the things you saw in this game was Rudy Gobert was effective, um, but he is, is, I think, making more of a pointed effort. Now, having said that, Jaron Jackson shot threes well, but you can see that, that Rudy Gobert was pushing up and out to the three-point line last night. You knew these adjustments were going to happen. Will they continue forward? Frankly, I don't know if they can play at the pace they played at last night because I thought the speed at which Jordan Clarkson and Daniel House were playing it in this game, that was the difference in this game. Mm -hmm. I think Jordan Clarkson had a massive night last night. Unfortunately, you can't count on him to do that night in and night out. But I think when Jordan Clarkson plays at that speed, Jake, he's he's damn near unstoppable. Yeah, he's tough to, he's tough to stop. I, I, and I think that... You know, pace of play is one thing that NBA teams, every NBA team is trying to figure out based on the guys they have on the floor. And I think that, you know, the Jazz, the Jazz last year were a team that could get quite a few good three-point looks in transition. And this year it just hasn't been the case. And so last night they got those looks again and, and they made quite a few of them and, and they missed several of them in crunch time. But, you know, uh, the point is, is that at least you're getting the look now. 
And I think that I, I look, I think that this Jazz team did really well last night. I, I, I think I still maintain that this Jazz team is not you're not capable of beating the Suns. You're not capable of beating Memphis with their full squad. You're not capable of beating, you know, the best teams in the league right now with what you have. But you're capable of giving them a great fight. You're capable of, of pushing them to the brink, you know, especially when you're shooting well. When you shoot, when you make 23s a game, you're you're putting yourself in a great position to win games. And that's what this team needs to get back to. I, I feel like for so long, we're seeing them make like 13, 14 threes a game. And that's not enough for this team. They've got to get back to 23-point makes a game. And they got to get back to, to playing fast like they did last night. Now, can they sustain how fast they played last night? No, probably not. But there's a there's a, a happy medium there. Like you can't play at a snail's pace, but you also can't play on the brink of injury the entire game. You know, there's gotta be a nice, you know, good pace that they find where where it's comfortable for them. So that's what I think you're gonna see as they play <clears throat> you know, Phoenix and uh I can't remember their third game to end the season, but you know, as they play Portland, the, Portland you know, as they play Portland as well, you're gonna see you're gonna see them try to find that um that pace. And if they do, great. I still maintain nothing's changed after last night's victory. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's changed. It was a moral victory. You had a nice night, everybody it's something to feel good about. And and now you're 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 looking at Phoenix. That's what you're looking at. And by the way, um, I wish we had funeral music on the show um, today because the death of the Jazz blue uniform is painful. It's a big loss. I love that blue uniform. It's a good one. It's one of the few Jazz uniforms I actually like. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the yellows, the black ones. Um, I like that one that whatever the city edition. I like that uniform. The blue uniform is by far my favorite jazz uniform. I love that that color combination. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right and now. It hurts, man. It hurts me deep in my bosoms of core where, you know, I just get that special tingling inside. And I will miss the blue uniform. So you better check yourself. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> what do you did, did you know that that this is uh, this is likely the last time in many years that we will see that blue uniform? That's disappointing. It is, and I, I we'll talk about when the time is right. What and do you then, guys think of the new uniforms? Hey uh, what do you think of the rebrand, bro? Bro, um, I am not a big uniform guy, but you know what I am? I'm a huge fan of NBA shorts. Uh huh. I love playing basketball in like actual NBA shorts. Does it make you feel like an NBA player? Um, no, it just gives my balls more room to swing through. Yeah, casual. Like the actual basketball, like the Devin Booker. What? Anyway, the swing through foul. Yeah, right. you know. Um, okay. The point is, Good talk. Uh, you know, there. I just like playing basketball in actual, you know, basketball shorts. Yeah. And the Jazz have a nice short. That blue short is amazing, and it's going away now. And I, I am not looking forward to the new uniforms. That's as far as I'll go with it. But that blue uniform is crispy. Last night, yeah. who's got the best uniform in the NBA? <clears throat> uh, I, well, okay, next to the Chicago Bulls. Who's got the best yeah, uniform in I the mean, NBA? I mean, I really like the Suns black uniform. I really like the Ooh. Nets powder blue uniforms. Oh, come on. Um, really? I like – yeah, I do like them. Yeah. I hate those uniforms. I think the Nets retro uniforms are trash. I really like Miami's uniforms when they go with the, that Miami flare uniform. You know, I think that's really cool. I really – actually, I really like the floor that they roll out with those uniforms too. But that's just me. 
Yeah, I know. You're disgusting. His standards don't matter. You're disgusting. Okay. Like, no. The Miami Heat do not have nice uniforms. Those Miami blue uniforms. Yes. That, that color belongs on a Porsche, not on a, a not on a, a jersey. No, hell no. Um, I, what is what is wrong with you? When I look at uniforms, the best uniforms in the NBA are probably the Boston Celtics. They're plain. Um, I think they're home whites with the green accents. The Knicks, obviously, I'm a traditionalist. By the way, Clearly. in case you didn't know that, Knicks, uh, Celtics, but. When you get when you get a little uh, you know crazier, I think <clears throat> I think the uh, Lakers have those light blue Laker uniforms. The Sunday whites the Lakers wear are tough to beat. Yeah, well, especially when the number twenty four is on it instead of the number six. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> but Donnie, please. I'm telling you, the Bulls have some of the best retro uniforms in the NBA. They yeah. do. I like the Bulls. I cannot stand the Nets uniforms that are retros. I hate the Milwaukee Bucks uniforms. Like, they're they're terrible. Like, yeah, I guess we just look at it garbage. differently. I, I like some of the newer stuff that came out in the league. Yeah, so do I. I just don't like the ones you pointed out. Like, but I actually have taste <laughs> in clothing and stuff. Oh my God, Tiger Woods is warming up at the Masters. Everybody yeah. lose their mind. Yeah. Um. Please. Sorry. I understand Sorry. his golf game is like porn to you. Sorry. Lover boy. Yeah. Take it easy, lover boy. Sorry. Uh, but the point is, um, I'm going to miss the Jazz blue uniform. I, I, I may be alone on that, but it is what it is. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, my favorite Jazz uniform was the powder blue ones they had back in the late 2000s. Yeah, hey the, the AK-47 uniform. You know, uh, Jeremy Bolton says, the old Nuggets uniform. Bulls mm. have the best uniforms. Greg Hawkins. Good morning, Greg. Good to see you. I hope you did. I hope you heard the rant. What size were. t-shirt you got on today, Greg? Yeah, because it ain't a Monty Show t-shirt. Thanks for the DM. Oh, I'm too famous now. Got to read. A. Got to read scripts, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm kidding, Greg. Uh, Funky says hi, hi. Greg Hawkins says howdy, y'all. Cody Strickland's morning men. At least they look like a better team since their sit down talk they had. I would agree with that. <laughs> By the way, I want to play this clip from Quinn Snyder. Yeah. I don't understand what Quinn is talking about. There is so so this is Quinn Snyder talking about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and their the lack of a relationship there. But it is so clearly an issue in the locker room and the organization. Listen to how Quinn tries to defend those two. When we're trying to drive a wedge between two players, you know, and maybe that's not the intent, but I think we all could agree that writing about Rudy, Donovan not passing to Rudy and responding to a still shot picture and say, well, there it is, there's proof. You know, like, show me a few others where he's going like this and Rudy's dunking. Like, the inference there is that he doesn't pass to him and there's a problem between the two of them. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at all. So they sit at the same table and they eat sometimes. Ooh. You know, we don't, you know, I don't know if they ride to practice together, probably not. They let's don't. just not, let's not try to drive a wedge and especially using numbers you know, we should be more responsible than that. So, here's a shocker. Breaking news. The Utah Jazz are trying to control the narrative. First of all, first of all, Quinn, it's not a still picture. It's on video. Yes. Dude, first of all, can, let's just set the record straight. Second of all, I think you make a great point. Why are they trying to defend this so adamantly? Why? Like, why not just say, yeah, 
we had some issues, but, you know, we fixed those issues and we're good to go. We're keeping those in-house. You know, uh, every family has moments, you know, like, no, they're, do, do they drive to work together? I don't know. They sit yeah, at, please respect my privacy. I mean, they, yeah, they sit at the same table and eat. Well, yeah, so do people in prison. What do you want from me? Right? I mean, like, <laughs> I've seen Shawshank Redemption. I know what happens in prison. Yeah, I know what time it is. It's probably not an accurate wow. depiction. But wow. my point is, wow. I don't know why, A, this jazz organization pays so much attention to the media. Yeah, they want to control the narrative. It is amazing. Yeah, they, they do. And, and and look, I get it. And, this, you know, and, and we don't really need to go down this whole rabbit hole, but I think this just plays into the conversations we've had in the past of of like um wow okay um the conversations in the past uh about the jazz not being held accountable by the media yeah you know and not being asked pointed questions uh that should be asked you know and so now you have culture where they just want to control the narrative and you got to put your head coach on the stand to defend you know rudy and dodd i think it's weird yeah, and I, I don't I don't know that I would go as far as to say that it's weird. What comes to my mind and the thing that I think and and I don't know, I mean I, I I think that it's very clearly an issue when you're talking about it with that much venom. Yeah. And you're like, we need to be talking something else. Well, what else do you want us to talk about? Like, because you won't talk about your rotations. You won't talk about and you're not asked by the media here why you don't like playing young guys. Hey, by the way, has anybody seen uh, Eric Paschal? Has any like is he dead? No, he he died with the blue uniform. I believe he did. Yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah. Like I, I just don't understand why it's not correct to question this team. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that bothers me so much is that I, I I am one that values Quinn Snyder more than most. And the thing that drives me crazy is. When you do not embrace the issues on the ball club, you are not going to be able to fix those issues. And when you're trying to change the media narrative with anything other than your play, you're not really going to fix the, the issues on your ball club. Yeah, This is post-game after you got what, what I would call, I think, the most important win of the season for the Utah Jazz. Like, yeah. I think this was... And arguably, it was a huge win. This was a playoff game. Yeah, This is no different than the Dallas Maverick game the other, the other week. For my money, why are why do we care what the media is saying after we just got a huge win over the Memphis Grizzlies? Because I got to be honest with you, I don't care. I don't even. I'm at the point now where outside of and I'll go out of my way again to say it outside of Tony Jones and occasionally Ben Anderson, I do not follow the jazz media in this town because they don't ask questions and they 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 don't do the pointed work. They worry more about what they think somebody said on the floor to somebody's brother's cousin on the bench. And then they write about that. And then they get all heated when they get called out by players. <laughs> I, I just don't understand the dysfunction with the media and the team. This was really surprising out of Quinn. It was. Now, having said that, um, you know, I think what's so interesting is that I, I, I just don't think it matters if these two like each other. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Rudy Gobert had one of his best games in a month. I mean, I, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I thought that's as well as he's played in like a month. Yeah, I mean, I thought he played well. I also thought that there was a lot of opportunity for him, you know, and this is kind of what we talk about with Rudy's game, you know, and, yes. and it's not a caveat. I think it's a reality, which is when the Jazz are making a ton of shots and they're having a good shooting night, Rudy's not going to have a big night on the stat sheet. 
You know, he'll still do his job, and he'll have an impact in screen setting and, you know, some rebounding maybe on the defensive end. But when the Jazz are shooting it well, he's not going to have a big night. So last night when he has a—I mean, what did he finish with? I know it was a 20-20, but what, what did he finish 22 with? 22 points and 21 boards, so six 20, offensive rebounds. Yeah, so 22 points, 21 boards. I mean, that's a hell of a night for him, you know, especially in a game that— that is fast-paced. But uh, why Why did he have such a big night? Because they shot 31% from three. Yeah. I mean, when, when you when you shoot 12 of 38 from three, you better have somebody that can rebound. And but, Rudy did a great job last but night. But you see what I mean. They made 12 threes last night. This is a team that needs to be making 20 threes a game to win a game. They need to shoot upward of 45 threes a game. 38 threes from this club is not enough. And I, I think when you see... Like somebody like a, a Donovan Mitchell go one of nine. He had a rough night. No he, doubt. It, three of eight from Jordan Clarkson, even though I thought Jordan was fantastic. And what did we talk about? Don't rely on the three so much. Go to the basket. Yeah. And I think we saw that. And and I mean, look, Donovan struggled last night. Um, I think the 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 turnovers and near turnovers. I think he only had one. Um, he had one actual turnover. Mike Conley's turnover numbers, like the Jazz turned the ball over 16 times yeah. last night. 16 times they turned the ball over. That's Do you want to point to something troubling? Point to that. Don't point to this thing with Rudy and Donovan because I really don't think it's separating them. I don't think it's hurting the club that Donovan doesn't pass the ball to Rudy. Because, again, we saw on three occasions last night where you give the ball to Rudy Gobert – and it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he turned the ball over three times last night. Yeah, and there are also times where he'll he'll finish. But, I mean, I think generally speaking, yeah, it's a low percentage look for he this team. Can, Rudy Gobert cannot dribble the basketball or roll to the basket with the ball in his hands. Agreed. He does not have the footwork. Yeah. It is almost always a turnover. And I think when you look at the, the, the situation last night, they won this game largely because they played really fast. And I, I still maintain that Daniel House is one of their most important players, which is amazing and shocking and troubling all at the same time because he's a journeyman. He is a role player. That is what he does. Mm -hmm. And when you, you're seeing that Royce O'Neal last night only played 24 minutes, Daniel House played 29 minutes last night. And they were a big 29 minutes. Two of six, nine points, three boards, and two blocks. Those are big numbers off the bench for yes. the Jazz. Yes. And make no mistake about it, the starters did not win this game for the Jazz. Daniel House and Jordan Clarkson, and I think to a much <clears throat> to a a, a a lesser extent, Hassan Whiteside, because I thought Hassan had some very important moments defensively, and I think he had a double double. He did ten points and fourteen boards. The bench is why this game was won. Yeah, there's no question in my mind about that. So, and it's great that Don had twenty. Um, that. Don had nine boards and five dimes. But like he had a decent game by stat sheet standards, but he had a bad game by he Donovan did not Mitchell play well standards. last night. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's about it's high time that the bench was able to pick up the starters that struggled because Conley, Royce, Don, I I felt like all of them struggled. I don't think Boyan Bogdanovich played a particularly important role in this game on either end of the floor. Yeah, but yet you get you get those three performances off the bench. Um, and I, I think Daniel house was sensational huge. last night. He let's, was. Not, let's not beat around the bush at all. Like his, his ability to get that and one three out of the corner, his ability to play good defense. Like he's doing what you need him to do. I'm not going to sit here and call this guy a star or somehow he should start or like he should play like 35 minutes a night. That's not what you want this guy no. doing. I'm telling you that's overexposure for him, but 
But I do think 20 minutes a night coming off the bench, especially on those nights where you can see he's got it going, I would be aggressive with it. Yeah. Uh, Funky Orion says, I expected Grizzlies to hit it, uh, hit it at, the, at the buzzer. Did Royce box out properly at the last second? He did. He did. I know you were not happy with that play, but yeah, I, I, mean, I feel I, like there's not much more he could have done there. Look, the, my only complaint is not not the job he did boxing out. He did do a good job boxing out, but you got to have – you have to understand the moment in the game. So if this was going to halftime, I could totally excuse what he did there. But you're you're at a very critical point in the game. If he just looks up, just look up, you're you're gone. You don't have to play overtime. But you understand how difficult that play is. Yeah, I mean, when he you're... doesn't have to catch the ball, though. This is what I'm saying. I know. Hey, it was an air ball. It's hard to it's hard to defend that play. But what I'm saying is, as a defender, your job there isn't to catch the ball or even to rebound the ball. Your job is to make sure that Kyle Anderson does not get the ball in his hands. Yeah, I guess we'll just agree to disagree. I mean, he pinned him on the baseline. He, I. I don't think there's much more he could have done, but that, that's just me. Morning, fellas. Rudy Sanchez says, happy the Jazz won, but overtime was unnecessary if they just hit their free throws. Absolutely Well, I true. agree with that. Donovan, agree with that. Donovan missing that free throw is unfortunable. And Rudy. Rudy you missed just, several. You yeah. just can't do that. Uh, Green Dwarf says, hi from Croatia. Hey, Hello. Hey, Green. Edgar Garcia says, morning, players. Good morning. Uh, uh, Green Dwarf says, let's go, Jazz. Mesh says, good morning, gentlemen. Mesh, good to see you. Uh, Tanner says in the Tanner voice, hey, hey, guys, guys, hey guys, 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 guys. Hey guys. Just a quick question. So um, how much air pressure does the NBA put in their basketballs, and does it affect the bounce of the ball? <laughs> James Knight says, what's up, mofos? Maxi says, man, Jazz are about to go out 4-2 and two against Dallas. Maybe. That's, that's an interesting they're – in the, they're in the fifth spot now. So I hate that matchup. I, there's not a good matchup. There's not a good matchup. There's not a good matchup. There's not. But you know what, Maxi, you might be right. Blind Swordsman says, this was the first time all season I was proud of a big win. By the way, morning, boys. What's up? Greg Hawkins says, damn, Benji, getting all the smoke. Exactly. Benji and his 13 Twitter followers wanting free T-shirts. Uh, Green Dwarf says, guys, you don't work or what? We work all day long. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, big Dog O-Town. Big Dog O-Town. Um, says my dudes, it's big dog. I'm the one, my son, Isaiah Cantrell asked to shout out last oh, week. What's up, oh, yeah, yeah. What's up, big dog. Love your show. And straight from the hip talk on the jazz. Shout out to Mo Bamba, bro, bro. What? Shout to Mo Bamba. That's a drop. Thank he you loves for listening. It. Thanks. Shout you, to Mo Bamba. Thanks, big dog. Uh, aren't the Grizz 20 and three without Morant? So what is the, what is the excuse? There is no excuse. No, we're not saying there is an excuse at all. No. All I was saying is that is that this was a great win for the Jazz, but at the same time, you can see where the shortcomings are when John Morant will play. You know, if they were to run into the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs, you can see the moments in the game where, hey, if Ja was on the floor here or maybe there, like the layup that Tyce Jones missed, like, hey, Ja would have made so that layup. Like, there are moments in the game where you can see, all right, yeah, if a better player... John Morant, Dylan Brooks had the ball in their hands in that moment. They would have executed. That's I all. just can't imagine the frustration level he felt missing that layup. Oh my God, we've all been there, right? Like where you yeah, just it's have embarrassing. A, you feel like you let your team down. Like it, it happens in sports. You have a bunny and you just you miss it. Like, did anybody see the Lamelo ball play last night? Yes, so good. He sends it to the corner to Cody Martin off of just an unbelievable pass, an yeah. unbelievable play. Cody Martin shot an air ball. Hey guys. I wide open three off of a spectacular dime and he shot an air ball.
It was terrible. Uh, Kobe Don, K-O-B-I-D-O-H-N. Nice win for you guys last night. We didn't have our guys and ran out of gas, but that's how it goes. Nice dub for the Jazz. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, James Knight says, I was expecting the no Morant narrative. Your credibility is retained. Nah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, but the Jazz shot badly, 41.7 uh, and 31.6 from three. Yeah, they did not shoot well. And Rudy had a massive game. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, if John Morant plays blah, 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 if if it's and buts were candies and nuts, my aunt would be my uncle, but she ain't got no balls, so she's not. Let's settle this right now. Giggity says, good morning, fellas. How's the dog? The dog is fine. The dog came up. Man. He's wearing the cone of shame. So my wife drops my dog off at the vet last night, or yesterday morning, excuse me, for surgery on his butthole. And yeah, thank you. That's the ass vacuum. Thank you. <laughs> um, and he was going to have some moles removed around his butthole. His butthole. Then the doctor calls me and she's like, well, I just want you to know, you know, I, I, I want to make sure somebody covered this. He has a heart murmur and, you know, the anesthesia could kill him. Um, I'm for real. And by the way, do you want to send these out to be, have him check for cancer? I mean, he is 13. And if they turn out to be cancerous, are you going to want to do chemotherapy on the dog? Okay. So that's how it's going to be. Bro. I'm just like, nah, man, nah, I'm fine. I'm completely fine. Like, no, I won't. We don't. Thanks. We're on to Cincinnati. And she's like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Thanks. Thanks. So he's fine. He came home. He's got the cone of shame on. They sent him home with a certificate of bravery. Well. They gave my dog a certificate of bravery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But it was terrible. He comes home. My wife puts him down in the bed, and we work. We work in the, the Monty Show dungeon of monetary consumption. And um, he's just laying in the bed and he's like, 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 no, no, he didn't have that much energy, man. He was still <laughs> high as a kite from the anesthesia and the pain, pain pills. But he was just laying in his bed like, like just, and you know what? He's, he's like laying there saying, oh, my ass hurts. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, daddy. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Daddy? Wrong kind of ass pain. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Fakers eliminated LeBum, Street Clothes, and Westbrook take the L. Exactly. Mesh says, Last night was a great win. Jazz fans need to shut up and take it, given the fact that we struggled horribly late. Uh, lately. Great confidence booster. Exactly. 100% true says, um, You seem to love black people, bro. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> great comment there, kiddo. Don't ever fucking do it again. Uh, <laughs> bye. Uh, and then we get a comment dump. My God. Dump. You guys are crazy. Um, I don't, uh, 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 no. Uh, Mesh says Bogdanovich gives us a different dimension to our offense. Someone who can post up in the mid range and make something happen. Even though the guy just did almost nothing in the yeah. mid range yesterday. Greg Hawkins agrees. The bulls have the best uniform. Um, thank you. Nico Sangalang. Quinn Snyder almost made the same mistake against the Golden State Warriors. Midway through the fourth, Snyder put Royce back in the game and had a few rough moments. Caleb says, good morning. Caleb went to the game last night. Uh, Tanner says, slurp alert. Oh, no, Jake is crushing on Tiger. Jake, what would Kevin Durant say? Yeah, why are hey you guys. cheating on Kevin Durant? I'm not. Well, I'm not. I mean, you're already in a threesome with Kevin it's, Durant it's, and it's Baker. Different, it's different sports, so there's no cheating. I mean, it's, okay. you know. I mean, cheating on Durant would be saying that LeBron is a better player, which is totally untrue. Okay. Uh, JSS Dadi says, I'm very happy for PlayStation. Okay, cool. Good luck. 
Uh, Scott, <laughs> you know. Scott Howard says, good win regardless if Memphis wasn't at full strength. Anyone notice how Bogey seems to always uh, split foul shots? That's uh, They're flat shots, too. Those misses were huge, and I called it before he shot them. Well, because you know everything, Scott. Yeah. Um, you know. Caleb says, I hope House gets a contract extension. He's been huge for us, both offensively and defensively. Okay, I would slow your roll on that. I think Daniel House, he is what he is. He's not a guy that you give a contract extension to, in my opinion. Because I think there's 1,001 guys in the world just like Daniel House. I mean, he shoots corner threes, and he plays good defense. We call that a 3 and D guy. Yeah. That's what he is, and yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but those guys are a dime a dozen. He's the guy you sign after you've rebuilt the team, basically. Yeah, which is why he was on a 10-day contract that expired, and he was without a job at the trade deadline. And technically, you already have extended him by signing him for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, Quinn is uh, mad that someone on Twitter did the job he wouldn't let the media do. Exactly. Quinn Snyder almost made the same mistake. I read that one. Sorry. Uh, Jesus... And atheism destroys communism and stuff. That's fucking interesting, man. Says, well, there is some video showing Donovan waving Rudy off against Golden State when he clearly could have scored on two or three possessions. That's selfishness by Donovan. No, I think Donovan doesn't believe in giving Rudy Gobert the ball in the post. Even when Jordan Poole is pinned under the basket. <laughs> yeah. I would say the Jazz play too much attention to the media. Particularly social media, Tanner says, probably. Green Dwarf says, Quinn, Quinn's bot, how the F is he still coaching? I think he's an elite head coach. I think Quinn's done with this group. He's not done as a jazz head coach. I think this group is done. So if you bring in a bunch of new players, Quinn Snyder's an elite head coach. I, I would not fire the guy. Uh, Scott said, I really think they need uh, to win a couple of games like this. Close games, when you keep losing tight games... It's like you expect to collapse. Good win for confidence. Totally agree. Um, Jesus Christ says, uh, Wanacho. Wanacho Belgrande. Wanacho cheese. <laughs> Wanacho Belgrande is a come on. That's funny. Okay. Uh, Wanacho has been a nice role player. By the way, did anybody see that play he had last night? Oh, no, neither did I because he didn't play a minute. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, as he's definitely shown he helped losing Joe the moments he plays shows this too. I think that uh, Wanacho Belgrande is a pretty average player who in big games shouldn't be on the floor. Spencer says, why is it a problem if Donovan doesn't pass to Rudy? I think the Jazz are better off that way statistically. I'd rather have him shooting or getting the ball to someone else. I agree. Correct. Totally agree. Alex Duque uh, says they need to practice clutch free throws. Shouldn't have come to overtime. Dude, seriously. Free throw shooting's a big deal. Seriously. Uh, Pinkman says those JC assists, though, he was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal. This is one of the best games I've ever seen Jordan Clarkson play as a jazz man. Yeah. Like, I thought he was that good last night. Caleb says Hassan Whiteside. Wow. Was, uh, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Hassan's one of those names I just can't say. No Hassan. Name. Hassan. Whiteside was very effective. Gobert had a good game, but was getting his shot contested in the post by guards. And Steven Adams blocked him. I, I think um, Triple J blocked him once as well. Like Triple J. Triple J in that ass. Uh, good. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. Wow. Uh, good thing we stayed aggressive. We got the foul line quite a bit last night. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Very good. And I thought Donovan did a great job at the end of the game, even though he split the free throws, yeah. getting that block call. Yeah. I thought slowed the game down a little bit, let everybody catch their breath. I thought that was very well done by him. 
Time out, time out. Jake House deserves to start over Buckets O'Neal. No, he doesn't. Da- again, Daniel House is a good role player. Here's the problem with starting Daniel House. If you start Daniel House and you put him in there for more than probably 20 minutes a night, he's going to start to have negative return. How many do you have? The, do you sell the box up by mm-hmm. chance? How many minutes did, did Daniel House get last night? 29. He got 29 minutes last night. So three of eight, two of six from three. One offensive rebound, two defensive rebounds, one assist, two blocks, a turnover, and three fouls. How many points? Nine points. Nine points. So twenty-nine minutes and nine points. So, so, and then how many minutes did Royce get? Twenty-four. Um, two of five from the floor, one of three from three, uh, a D and an O rebound, two assists, a steal, six points, three. Turnovers. So they're basically the same guy. The only difference is is House brings a a, a much better, much uh, higher use defense skill set and he runs the floor floor. he plays at a much higher aggressive pace than Royce does so I mean you know I just I don't think that it's not like Daniel House is giving you 20 a night and he's playing great defense and you have like he's pushing you and basically forcing the issue to become a starter he's not a starter in the league he's just not he's a pinch hitter who hits a home run yeah and then it's like oh you gotta bat him clean up oh my god and he goes like one for his next 37 and he's like a two ten hitter who. But gives he makes you, all the diving plays in center field. Yeah, and he gives you a home run every seventy six at bats. Yeah, you know, so he's a name, but that's why I say you don't 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 mess with a good thing in Daniel House. Don't, don't throw him in the starting lineup. Find the balance between him and Royce. And when Royce is having a crap night, yeah, sure, give give House five to ten more minutes. Okay, great, I can get down with that. But do not start Daniel. And this House. is Wenacho Belgrande. I'm telling you right now, everybody's like, ah, oh, shooting the three. Well, gotta put him out there. No, you don't. You don't gotta do nothing with him. That Her- motherfucker don't I mean, miss, man. Hernan Gomez is a is a below average player. He is. I frankly, if Bogey's not playing okay, I can see why Hernan Gomez gets time. But I'm telling you right now. That's the extent of it. When you need to play somebody, you play Nacho Belgrande. When you have a choice, I mean, you're going, you're probably just going Taco Supreme. I mean, okay, the Taco Bell joke's got to stop. It's too much now. It's too much now. Uh, Josh Alpaul says, uh, this is such a random question, but what is your guys' thought about BYU football this coming year? Oh. It's not time yet, please. We've done so well not having to talk about Jaron Hall's mom on this show. You had to go ahead and bring up BYU, didn't you? Why? Why? Why not just bring up the J-I-M-M-E-R? Why? Why not bring up baseball opening day? How about that? Or like Tiger? Uh, Caleb said that was a fun game. You can tell the Jazz really wanted to win. I would agree. Um, what is up with all these new people? Love you guys. By the way, by the way, really quick, really quick. I'm the guy who asked about BYU. I think they're going 0-13. I mean, I just don't see a win on the schedule. Yeah. You're the weakest of the week. Pretty much. Yeah. That's who BYU is. No, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> no, we'll get into it. We'll get into it down the line. Um, we I talk think a, have a ton yeah. of football on this show. I mean, you can go back. You know, we're not we're not going to get into it today. It's not it's not the right time. We ain't got time for it. But if you go back on the channel in our videos and the playlist, I actually think we do. Do we have a BYU playlist on the I show? I don't think we do. Well, we have a we have a couple playlists. Go through them. You'll find it. There's and, a lot. And here are our thoughts on BYU. So much to the the point, I, I can't remember who one of our listeners, was it Spencer Morgan's like, there better be a Utah thumbnail. <laughs> like we talk so much BYU and Utah football. That uh, people are like, there better be 
A big 12 thumbnail tomorrow, you prick. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mannequin uh, Adams 2010. I voted for you. Uh, okay. uh, says, this is the first time in a month I believe the Jazz had a better rotation. I would agree with that. I would agree. Scott Howard says, Jazz can beat Dallas. It's saying they will, but they could win that series much rather than face much rather face them than Golden State. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, look, I think they can beat Dallas, but I, I, I think that it's far-fetched to think that they're going to get past the second round this year. I, 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 I think – I think in the postseason this year, the mindset's just got to be one game at a time. Honestly, like we got to as 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 you know, if you, we're technically not media, but as people who cover this team, you know, it's it's literally just one game at a time. Um, let's see. So apparently the blind. So Tanner Plummer's been on this run where anybody that spells something wrong, he's like, "You lost all credibility." Hey guys, which I think is great because some guy the other day on. The YouTube comments was like, you can't even spell Gobert. You're a casual. Because <laughs> I missed, I typed G-O-E-B-E-R-T. Like I had a typo. My fat fingers and shit. Yeah, you're a casual. Uh, Jesus Christ destroys atheism says, what a lot of people in the comments don't realize is when some of your, t uh, of your two or your best players are out, other players step up. That's normal. These are NBA players, even the bench players. Yeah, the bench players are elite in this yeah. league. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, good win. Take note, Lewis uh, Selder says. Lewis, good yeah, to see you. Agreed. Um, wow, comment dump. Comment Dude, dump. Let's go with the comments today. Uh, yeah, Chris Karn. Hey, Chris Karn. Good morning to you. He says, "Morning, fellas. I was listening to your Jeep show while jeeping in Moab. I converted a few new listeners on the trip. Keep it up. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate let's go, Chris. you, Chris. Good morning, guys. You guys do a great show. Appreciate you, Riley O'Brien says. Thank you, Riley. Good to see you, my friend. Eric Devera says Memphis got Eric Devera is back. What's up, dude? Haven't heard your name in a minute. Memphis got way better from last year. The Jazz in a way helped them get better. Last year's odds are Jazz seven three Grizzlies. This year, uh, Jazz got meh. Okay, almost this year odds are like four to six. Jazz I, Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I, don't I think disagree that, the, with that the loss that the Jazz handed Memphis last year in the postseason. Yeah, I think you're right. Motivated Memphis and pushed them to to get better because, you know, if you look at their roster, it's largely the same roster. I mean, it's mostly it's the same core of guys. The difference is is John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, even even Desmond Jaron Jackson, Bain, dude. dude. They've all gotten better. Desmond Bain, I mean, John Morant, I think, is arguably the most improved player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think Desmond Bain's three-point shot, I think – you're right, Jaron Jackson Jr., his defensive abilities, his – you can see he's a little more agile. He's got that uh, junk in the trunk. Yeah. That's a large human. Yep. You know, uh, Jeff Johnson says, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Jeff, good to see you. Cool So Cool Jr. says, Quinn finally made the adjustments. O'Neal, um, unplay house blatant choice in the clutch. Just got to stop playing gay. We, uh, we fold in. Yeah, I would okay. tell you that they putting Royce and House on the floor together is probably your best defensive lineup. Because Royce O'Neal, for everything he's not, is a wanting, willing effort player. Mm -hmm. So he pinned, again, I just won't disagree on the, the last play, but he pinned Kyle Anderson on the baseline. If that ball hits the rim, the Jazz win the game. Right. If it hits the backboard, the Jazz win the game. It's it's that simple. Um, in regulation, rather. Uh, Caleb says Jordan Clarkson has some of the best handles in the NBA. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, no, Tanner, your comment got filtered. I don't know what you said. Hey, guys. Uh, Green Dwarf says in Europe, 
Uh, they first change coaches, then players. It's easier to do. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, I just read something yesterday about there's a real possibility Doc Rivers could be rejoining Danny Ainge here in Utah. Stop, Jesus. Yeah, stop. Jesus, please. I, he's not – Jesus isn't making that up. There, There is a lot of rumors going around Twitter talking about how – like I think even ESPN maybe or it might have been the Sports, Sports Center account, I can't remember, had reported that – that Doc Rivers was a potential candidate for the Lakers and Jazz job, and it's like the Jazz job isn't even available, man. Like I, I, I like it's crazy to me. What do you say about LeBron's legacy, real quick? Because if you missed it last night, Devin Booker stud. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's up, you motherfucking hey. guy? Yeah, stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Wet like I'm booked. Yeah. MVP. Uh, no, he won't win the MVP. Uh, Devin Booker had 32. The Suns eliminated the Los Angeles Lakers again. From the playoffs. And here's my question. What is this? Is I think LeBron has been a disappointment. A failure, you can't say that because they won a championship. He's been a disappointment in Los Angeles, California. Uh, he's been disappointing. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Um, and my feeling is, is they're going to fire Frank Vogel. I think they're going to fire their general manager. And I think they're going to completely re remake that roster. Well, see, I... <laughs> burped inside my mouth <laughs> that tasted like by, by the way by the way yeah i had the best chipotle burrito i've ever had last night really which i'm thinking about that because i just burped up uh you know the nacho cheese affects me you know what what do you call it um queso. Cheese, queso i just burped up queso that yeah. was much better the first time around thanks um anyway the point is i had the best burrito from chipotle yesterday we didn't wrap it so it's just essentially a large taco but uh, the taste was amazing. It was really good. Good. Um, I don't think you can say LeBron's been a disaster or a failure. He has been a disappointment in L.A. Yeah, I he think, has not been healthy. Yeah. And they haven't won enough. The expectation. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the biggest thing. He hasn't won three championships in four years. It hasn't been, you know, I, I think it's hard for me to say, ah, oh, well, this is all LeBron's fault. Because it's not all LeBron's fault. I, I mean – he, who is to blame for Russell Westbrook just being garbage? I mean, he's better than what he showed this year. I think we all know that, but he just won't fix anything, you know? And then he plays good for like three games in a row here late in the season, and then it's right back to who you were. And as far as Anthony Davis is concerned, that's the guy where I'm like, yeah, you've been disappointing. You've been really disappointing. You hit one big shot as a Laker to win a championship, and that's it. You really haven't been who you were advertised to be. And I don't know what you do about that if you're the Lakers. I think that I don't know. I think that if I was the Lakers, I would keep LeBron, but I'd be trading Anthony Davis. I'd be trading Russell Westbrook. I I, I would try to recoup some talent. You know, like you gotta you gotta get back to a place where you know you're you're actually good because you're not good right now. It's bad. Like they're really bad, man. So Barry is voicing vanish his mode engaged. So Barry is going on about the BYU thumbnails. Oh, how here we go. <laughs> I see, but you said it. You said it, and here we are. It was like seven to one. Come on. It was like seven to one BYU to Utah. Did you guys even have a Utah thumbnail? Do you guys know that the University of Utah has a football team? I don't believe <laughs> that we've ever heard you talk Utah football on this show, you bastard Mormons. LOL. He was clearly. <laughs> There's no listen, listen. You want to know the truth? You want to know the outright truth? BYU fans 
engage on YouTube. Utah fan doesn't want to engage on YouTube. Utah fan ain't about it on YouTube. So I don't know that Utah fan ain't about it. Well, I, I can tell you, you the numbers when we upload videos with BYU thumbnails somehow, some way, get a lot more views than Utah thumbnails. It's funny how that works, isn't it, Utah fan? Yeah, like, and, well, the noodle arm quitter quarterback thumbnail did quite well, I thought. It did. It, it, did. it did. Yeah, it yeah. did, actually. Yeah, it did. So, But there ain't nothing like a J-I-M-M-E-R thumbnail. Yeah, dude, come on, man. Knock it down. Knock it down, bro. For the record, I am not a bastard Mormon. I'm not Mormon at yeah, all. Yeah, we're not Mormon, bro. I'm a recovering Catholic. Thanks, though. Uh, Eric Devere says, sorry, haven't been joining since I've been full-time mom last few days as my husband's company had a major change due to close to the election here in the Philippines. Missed you guys, though. Okay, hold on, hold on. Is it Erica? No, it's Eric, E-R-I-C-H, -E Eric Devere, and she is Eric Devere. Oh. I've always known Eric Devere as a she. I didn't know that. Um... <laughs> Okay, stop. The thumbnail thing's got to stop. <laughs> Spencer Morgan's like, yep, that was me. You guys rolled with a BYU football thumbnail and main topic the first show after Utah clinched a Rose Bowl. We're on to Cincinnati. And the funny thing is, I'm far more passionate about the Pac-12. Like, I'm a huge Pac-12 football fan. Now, again, as a recovering Catholic, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Right, right. But I so I don't have a dog in the fight. I'll talk BYU. I'll talk Utah. But you know, hey, anybody see that Cam Rising is transferring? Sorry. Why? Sorry. My bad. Sorry. Why? Sorry. Why? They, start? they said they wanted to talk Utah football. I'm just trying to talk Utah football. He can't transfer. He died on the field at the Rose Bowl. Dumbass. I doubt that. Jeez. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I assume her name is pronounced Erich. Oh. Erich. See, okay. now we need clarity. Now, Greg Hawkins, you're, using, it, Greg. Your, you're using your regional <laughs> intelligence and stuff and whatnot. Can you measure it? I'm down to talk Utah football, Greg Hawkins says. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know. It, it is what it is. I, I, I think it, it, to me, you know what I say to me? It, it, I feel like, and this is just my opinion. Me? Me? Um, we talk about what, you know, we talk about things that everybody talks about, everybody cares about. We, we're, we live in Salt Lake City. Our overwhelming viewership is Phoenix, LA, and Salt Lake City. So we're always going to talk L.A. We're always going to talk Pac-12. We're always going to talk BYU and Utah. And we're always going to talk like sons and Cardinals and drunk general managers in Ford Raptor pickup trucks. Like, that's who we are. That's what we do. It's the fucking vernal equinox. Yeah, that's what we do, man. These things guaranteed in life. Death, Alex Caruso's sweaty headband is nasty, and Jaron Hall is the goat. Hey, guys. Stop it, Jeremy. Stop. Just stop. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, go Chargers. There you go. I feel like we talk a lot of Pac-12 on this show. We talk so, a ton of Pac-12. So, During whatever. football, Listen. like nobody, Pac-12 doesn't have a basketball conference, so we don't talk about basketball. Keep it real. Like the Pac-12 doesn't play basketball. It's a volleyball conference. Everybody knows it's that. It's a volleyball conference. Pricks. Uh, Caleb says, going to catch a BYU game this year. You should. BYU football home games are fun. Um, yes, go Chargers. Hey, Bear. Oh, hey, Bear. That's my dude. Daddy? Booker or Hey, Bear? Book. Book. 
I don't know. Justin Herbert's a hell of a quarterback. Well, he ain't no Joe Burrow. He's not. Stop. He's not. All right. Uh, get that dirty swoop off your shelf back there. It's garbage. <laughs> Jesus. See, it always devolves into this. So a swoop is a prick. It's a bird, man. What do you mean? And he's holding bacon that Nike sent us. You see what I mean? So we got BYU thumbnails. We got we got Buddy back here on the show. <laughs> like, you know, what? We got Buddy back here on the show. Yeah, like, I don't hey, know man, what the issue is. You know, Buddy's back here on the shelf. How come there's no jazz memorabilia? Donnie, please. Michael Jordan is. <laughs> do you have any yeah, other? Yeah, come on. To greater, you want a good piece of jazz history? Michael Jordan. Listen, this is as far as they've ever gotten in franchise history. What's the problem? Sorry, that was cold-blooded. <laughs> wow. Sorry. My bad. This, you know, stop this blasphemy, Jerry <laughs> Bolton, Greg Hawkins says. <laughs> I only hype his name 55 effing times a show per day, Monty. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what I do. Okay, now Erich Devera is in. Yes, Greg, you got it. It's pronounced Erich, like Aaron with a... Aaron, Wait, Aaron. are you being for, are you being for real? Oh man, like Aaron, but C H instead of N. Erich. 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 I don't know. I feel like it's Erich. You know, Jeremy Bolton says I bet Swoop smells like Alex Caruso's nasty headband. I mean, he does fart occasionally during the show. Uh, Lester Leguizama says thank God Quinn bench Royce during overtime. He actually played in the overtime. Spencer Morgan says, I realize there are more BYU fans clicking on YouTube, guys. Just got to give you shit. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> There's a famous movie star here called Erich Gonzalez. Oh. That's why I assume the pronunciation. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, Caleb says, is Baker Mayfield staying in Cleveland? No. No. No chance. Are you kidding? Dude. Not when they have the great masseur there. I mean, they're not. And no. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. See, that came out the wrong way. What I meant no, to say. No, but I will with your wife. We know Deshaun. We get it. We get it. It's okay. You know, uh, I think Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended for the year. So I think they would like to have uh, Baker and his falling out of socket shoulder there. But no. I, he will never play for the Browns again. No. I seriously doubt that. I doubt it. I could be wrong. You know, I could be. Uh, Cam Harrison says, good morning, guys. I'm ready for college football. Fuck me. It's, it's it's April. Dude, opening day is tomorrow, and we're already getting college football. Yeah, the Cubs are undefeated, man. Yeah, Can we just on, live dude. in that for a minute? Like, the Padres, like, Fernando Tatis hasn't gotten hurt yet. Oh, yeah, he has, actually. He has gotten hurt. Yeah, he didn't fall off his motorbike for the sixth time this season yet. Yeah, so, come on. I mean, you know. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, I can still the Facebook page enough uh, that sh shit. Joe Ingles can't even guard his wife or Christ's sake, stop the Joe Ingles emo. I don't know. We haven't had Joe Ingles emo on this show and I don't know how long. Yeah, Portland Trailblazer fans are doing that now. Here's a random question that I've never heard you guys address. What do you think about the large investigation about Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns? That's a good That's question. That's a great question. Jesus Christ destroys yeah. atheism. Yeah. Uh, well, Jesus, you should probably head to Phoenix and destroy Robert Sarver because I, I actually... It, Listen, here's what I would say. And Jake and I covered the Suns very closely for several years. All I can tell you is that if all of those allegations are true, I would not be surprised. This is the same guy who put goats in his general manager's locker room because he didn't feel like his team had a goat of a player. So he put goats in the general manager's office and they shit everywhere. 
He put, I'm not kidding you. He brought in barnyard animals and put them in the GM's office. What was his name? Ryan McDonough. McDonough. That's and he it. shit in the guy's office. Repeatedly. That's who Robert Sarver is. He's not well liked. He is not well respected. He is a billionaire and nobody likes him. So that's why this stuff comes out. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, and I, it will be a great day when, when Robert Sarver no longer owns an NBA franchise. It will be a good day. Did, uh, did not renew my MLB ticket this year. It's going to hurt. Karn, why? Karn, bro. Man. No, seriously, I want to I know why. Was it just? Was yeah, it why just, didn't you? Like, are you just not interested now, or what's the deal? I get it. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, what baseball teams do you cover? Angels fan here. My mom caught a ball from Bellinger last night in L.A. Listen. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Listen to me. The Angels are not a Major League Baseball team, okay? They are a farm team for all the other Major League teams. Concept you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. So I don't know how to break it to you, but Bobby Gritch and Garrett Anderson aren't walking through that door anytime soon, friends. Uh, we we talk a lot of baseball. <laughs> I don't. I just felt compelled to hate. The I Angels. mean, you know, it's not like the Angels have you know, you know. Otani and Trout and but you know, see here's Noah the thing. Syndergaard and but Noah you know. Syndergaard's hurt. Mike Trout will no, be not. hurt. I believe he is. No, he's not. He threw the other day. He's fine. I thought he pulled a vagina. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> he will be hurt. It's fine. That shoulder's going to go out. Um, Mike Trout will be hurt. Shohei Otani is amazing. And Noah Syndergaard will be hurt. Like, they're just a cursed franchise. The minute Mo Vaughn fell down the dugout steps. Bro. You don't even know who Mo Vaughn is. Yes, I do. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, he's that pitcher. No. No, Mo not. Vaughn was a prolific hitter. <laughs> I'll hit that. Yeah. Um, I'm just a hater. Ugh, baseball. I've been a lifelong Cub fan. This year's going to be brutal. I hate the Ricketts family, and if they wind up getting awarded the Chelsea Football Club franchise, I will just shoot people. I'll try to stay calm and not curse. On a video game. That's not what I should have said. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, ha, ha, he's not. Uh, what MLB team is most popular in Utah? Probably the Angels because the Bees are their <laughs> AAA affiliate, I think, still. Yeah, um, I don't know. The Rockies? That's a, that's a, yeah, it's probably the Rockies, I would say. Colorado but it's Rockies. hard to say. Jeff Johnson says, ding, you're right, and it hurts. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's fine. Our minor league team feeds into the Angels. I've noticed marginally more Angels fans in Salt Lake City than others. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think Rockies and Angels. And Chris Bryant, now the best player ever in the history of great baseball teams, who didn't achieve nearly as much as they should, now is the, the starting left fielder for the Colorado Rockies. So. There you go. There you have it. There you go. All right. Um, in the few minutes we have left, what do you want to talk about here? You want to go millennials? You want to go – how about the story on millennials and Gen Zers? Yeah. So basically anybody that's 33 and below. Mm -hmm. There's a new study out that says millennials and Gen Zers would qu will quit their job rather than stay in a position they're unhappy with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense to Wild me. to me. I don't get it. And I see it all the time. Are you out here wilding? I, I see it all the time. I see people, you know, who <clears throat> get into positions uh, that they don't like, you know, and you, you see it more in sales because sales is a difficult gig. You know, it's not easy, you know, but if you're good at it, you can make a lot of money. So the people who aren't good at it and don't want to work uh, quit. And I think, you know, a trend that I've noticed quite a bit is the people who don't do well 
and I think this is probably in you know in a lot of things, but particularly in sales, the thing I've noticed is the people who don't do well and wind up quitting after like a month or like six weeks. Yes. Are these kids or these young people who are like, you know, my age, maybe a little bit younger, whatever, somewhere in that ballpark who have everything paid for them? Their parents are still paying for their phone and their car and their rent. And like, like mom and dad are just willing to front the bill for literally everything. And, and the kid or the person doesn't have to work to support themselves. So they're not motivated by money on any level. It's crazy to me. I just don't understand how that's even possible. I don't know. And I, the thing for me is, I think there's too many ways to make money now. And this is the thing that we talk about every day. Um, like yesterday, I, I, I just found myself in a position after the Yelpatory, sucked every inch of soul out of my body. Mm -hmm. um, I was sitting on the couch last night just thinking to myself, man, this is a really frustrating place to be in. I have a bunch of money in the bank. I'm trying to open a business and I'm just up against a wall now. Like, I just am in a place where, uh, like, everything I've tried to do, like, there's just, like, right now, supply chain is absolutely hamstringing me in anything I want to do. Oh, I want to flip a Jeep. Okay, well, can't do that because, well, supply chain. Um, I want to open a restaurant. Well, can't do that. Supply chain. Like, it's, like, and then I'm talking to a real estate broker in Maui yesterday and he's like, well, hey, you know, um, Maui's really trying to discourage uh, non-Hawaii residents from owning uh, vacation rental property here. Um, so most um, regulations in Miami or in uh, Maui, they're trying to get you to own, you know, property, but you have to put down 30%. So I'm looking at like a million dollar property. Man, where am I going to get $300,000? I don't have, I'm not liquid to $300,000 like in my bank account to let me put that down, right? Like, it's crazy what it costs to do anything right now. Yeah. Anything. So when you talk about quitting your job, and by the way, this study says it's without deference to pay, that, that millennials and Gen Z value <clears throat> money so little that they are willing to quit high-paying jobs because they're unhappy. Now, part of that's got to be that you can get a job. It's not hard to get a job these days. If you're sitting on your ass like, oh, I can't get a job, you're not that's trying. That's a you problem. You're not trying. Yeah. Because there are so many jobs out there and so many people are hiring. Yeah. And they're paying astronomical amounts of money. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. But that concept is crazy to me. Like, it just is. It's incredible. Yeah. And I, and I think that the, the tough part is, is like, you can't, like, you can't, teach somebody or force somebody to want to be in a great position in life, like in a money-making position. I mean, you just can't force them to do that. I mean, it's no. un it's literally unteachable. I mean, it's they either do or they don't. And I think that so many people nowadays, and again, remember who we're talking about. We're not talking about 50-somethings or 60-somethings. We're talking about 20-somethings who just don't care. And, and, and I don't know how we got to that place. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure – you know, unemployment may may pay. I, I don't know. But I, what I'm what I'm saying to these people is why would you want to be on unemployment? Why? Yeah. Why would you not want to get into a position where you can make money? The, the reason that that happens and this is just my opinion. The reason that that happens is because the side hustle game in this country is is just incredible. Like it, it is. And that's basically where we are right now. I mean, we're trying to figure out. Like one thing, I would love to know this in the comments if you're willing. I would love to know what other content do you guys consume besides sports? 
Like, do you consume car content on YouTube? Do you consume food content? Like, money what are you content? Are for? you a crit? Like, because one of the main things is millennials and Gen Z do not own stock. Yeah. They own crypto. They own, and I think it's six out of 10 millennials and Gen Zers say that they do not own traditional stocks, that they own crypto, mainly Bitcoin. They don't own stock. They're into crypto. Yeah. And I'm I, like, I'm wondering, where are you getting that from? And I know that it's a huge deal. I totally understand that. But I, it's just really interesting to me the way the way things are going. You know, like it it, it is the money that is being paid right now is insane. Like, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a very good friend of mine that is just got reviewed at her job. And she was saying to me, well, you know, they're, the typical pay increase right now is 6%. The merit increase is 6%. It's a ton, dude. How are you quitting jobs where you're getting yearly merit increases of 6%? Let that sink in a little bit. And I think it's because jobs are readily available mm -hmm. and compensation is huge. Yeah, Spencer. Monty, uh, Spencer Morgan, Monty quitting jobs makes sense because if you look at the statistics on pay increases, you're way more likely to get a pay increase changing jobs than you are staying. Totally agree. Mike Phillips says like 1981 to 95, not just unlike it. It all changed when uh, we couldn't beat common sense into our kids. Yeah, I mean, you'd go to jail for spanking your children. Uh, the wreckage says, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Mike Phillips says 6% Marion increase is insane, but that's retention. So many companies are having to pay through the nose just to keep their people. Yeah. And I mean like the Googles, the Amazons, the, the biggest companies in the world, Apple. Like I know an engineer at Apple that got a 15% raise when she put in, when he put in his two week notice, a 15% raise. He was trying to go to Uber and they're like, nah, we'll give you a 15% raise. Hang out. And now he's working on glass concepts at Apple. <laughs> it's insane, man. It is insane. I look at Elon Musk. Look at what Elon Musk is doing. Elon Musk is now, I think he bought 9% of Twitter. He is the largest individual shareholder. He tweeted two days ago, I want an edit button. And I happen to be a subscriber to Twitter so I can edit my tweets. Um, they're now giving you full ability to edit tweets you've already sent. Like if you have a typo or they're, they're, they're going to, they are going to pilot an edit button. Insane. Absolutely insane. So if you do not subscribe to Twitter, I think it's $2 a month. You should do it. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. And A, it's a tax write-off depending on what you do. And B, it's absolutely important. Like right now I can edit tweets. It gives you 15 seconds to edit a tweet. When you hit send on Twitter and you belong, it's called Twitter Blue. When you belong to Twitter Blue, it gives you an undo button. And it gives you 15 seconds to hit that undo button so that you can go and fix your typos. Like It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. But yeah. anyway, all of this to say, I, I get it. I think it's crazy that you quit good jobs because you're unhappy there. I guess I'd need to know what the reason for unhappiness is. Yeah. I would. Uh, look at celebrities in this country, Caleb says. I think a lot of young people think they can shortcut success when they, when that's simply not true. You can't help someone and bring someone up when they don't want help. I'm telling you now, you cannot bring somebody up who doesn't want to be brought up. Yeah. 
But man, somebody wants to bring you down, you can take a successful person and bring them down just based on the people you hang around with. Yeah. But if you hang around people who don't want to be brought up, you can't make them get up and do the job. You can't make them work. You can't make them improve. You can't make them hustle. Yeah. But man, they can bring you down. They can slow your hustle down. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that no at question. all. Um, Mike. Uh, Mike. On Instagram said, I didn't want to bring this up in the chat, but you look like you've lost significant weight. I'm trying so hard and I haven't been able to do it. What are you doing? Uh, I'm eating between 22 and 2,500 calories a day. And I, I do accountability every day on Instagram, although I don't think I did yesterday. I do a food diary Monday through Friday. And honest to goodness, we joke about Chipotle every day, but I eat Chipotle every day because it works. It works. It's a 700 to 800 calorie meal um, that gives me everything that I need. The other thing I've done is I've cut out meat because the, ca the caloric intake and the cholesterol was too much. And I don't have any heart ailments. Like I don't have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, nothing. Um, but I wanted to control my cholesterol intake and my calorie intake. And when you're eating meat, it adds hundreds of calories to any dish. So if you're eating a chicken burrito versus a regular burrito, it's like 1,300 something calories versus 760 calories. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. So that's what I'm doing. Saturday, Sunday, I don't track my food. I don't eat like a wild man, but generally I'll have one meal a week that's not great, but that'll be about it. Last weekend we had pizza, I think it was. Um, did we have pizza last yeah, weekend? Yeah, we did. Yeah, the Something pie. Like that? Yeah. yeah, we had the pie. That's right. Um, but other than that, I just I track my calories, and I've lost about 35 pounds. And you work out. I do. I work out five days a week, or I try to. Um, and now my wife got me a camelback, so I'm going to be forced to go hiking. Mm -hmm. She will drag me screaming and kicking hiking. Right. Uh, I do, I'm not a huge hiking fan, but my wife loves it. So I, I need to love it. Yep. So, you know, I can't buy a Jeep to build it, but damn, we're going to go hiking. Mm -hmm. So bitter party of one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, other than that, anyway, my wife has no comment. She literally just walked into the room. So, Hey, did you get that dustpan I left you up there? Anyway. Uh, oh, she was close to walking over and getting her microphone. She says she wants to be on the show every day, yet she exercises in the morning and rides her Peloton. And then she's not on the show. It's life. It, it is life. Uh, yeah, Monty, Jake, I was watching clips from your shows last summer and you both lost weight. Well done. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'm going to start investing into ass vacuums. More dogs equals more opportunities. Totally agree. Sometimes I think I just say totally shit. Agree. Sample what comes out of my mouth. Hodo Gonzalez says, the reason for unhappiness is social media and constant comparison with people's highlight reels on there, in my opinion. Well, you know, what's funny. Again, conversations I have on a regular basis. I coach a lot of people at Yelp that are 23 to 26. Yeah. And I said to somebody two days ago, Monday, I was like, you've got to stop caring what other people are doing and become the best version of yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am a hugely self-deprecating person. Like I'm very hard on myself and I've tried to really let that go because it's a pet peeve of my wife's. My wife hates when I, when I talk about that, I, I feel like I'm fat or whatever. And so I've tried to let it go. And there is some freedom in that. If you will stop comparing yourself to other people and you will just do your level best, it's a life hack. Because it, it provides you a modicum of freedom. Mm -hmm. And that little bit of freedom is a lot of bit of happiness. And, you know, I just think that you, 
you really have to you really have to make the decision and then control the narrative in your head. I'm telling you the most dangerous weapon that is used against you every day is the voice in your head. Yeah. Because when you tell yourself, yeah, I'm fat, you know what? There's no hope. I'm going to eat these cookies. Hey, yeah, I, you know what? I'm not seeing progress at the gym. After three days of working out, I'm going to stop going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You have to put a hard stop into your mindset and the voice in your head. And you have to tell yourself, well, it's been three days, but I'm not going to see, you know, I'm not going to see progress in the mirror maybe right away. But look, my T-shirt fits better or my, my pants fit better or whatever that is. Like one of the things that is a nasty ass habit is weighing yourself. I know people that weigh themselves every day. Jake has been a, a good buffer for me because like I would weigh myself every day if I could. Yeah, I just think that it's, you know, weighing yourself every day. Using a scale as a metric to, of success is flawed it's a thinking. terrible idea. I mean, it's your body your body is not just going to cut weight every single day for like a year. I mean, it goes through a lot of changes. It converts fat into muscle, which is yeah. kind of what I feel like I'm going through a little bit right now. You know, like there's things that are happening, you know, and, and then when you're messing with your calorie intake, like things happen. But I, but I think the point is, is it's consistency. It's not what you do one day. It's what you do every day, you yeah. know? And, and I think that, that the, the, the gym has to be something that's in your life every day. And this is why I put those affiliate links to the things that we use. Like if you look at the protein bar I eat, I eat a particular protein bar for flavor and because it's only got 200 calories in it. Um, I take plant sterols, a vitamin supplement called Cholestoff, because plant sterols are very good for multiple systems in your body. CoQ10, um, you know, is very good for many systems in your body. Like I, the protein I drink in particular um, is ghost protein. It's whey protein, but it's peanut butter cereal milk, and it tastes fantastic. Um, you look at the things that we do on a daily basis. My luck is that, like this morning, I woke up at 4.20 on the dot. And this week, I've woke up at 4.20 every day. Like, I have an amazing body clock because I'm very consistent. I take my vitamins at the same time, right when I wake up and right before I go to bed. Um, you know, my wife generally makes breakfast every day. I generally am the one who goes to Chipotle every day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, the normal consistent stuff. Yeah, well, I think, but that's what it is. That's what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I make lunch at Chipotle every yeah, day. You know, so I, I'm the day. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. But we go to when we work out five, you know, five days a week, we go at lunch. We're at the gym at noon every day. Mm -hmm. um, when we're not at the gym at noon, we don't work out. That's why I have a treadmill. You know, like I'm trying to get on my treadmill three days a week, uh, like all these things. And we're trying to figure out, too, like for us, like how we can provide you guys more insight into the background. You know, like we're looking at making more putting more stuff on YouTube because this is basically all we do on YouTube right now. But there's probably there's not probably there is going to be a lot more that's coming. And I and I think I'm hoping you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says I log my calories daily exercise three to four times a week and weigh myself once a week. Weighing myself daily messes with my psyche. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to weigh yourself once a week in the same condition at the same time. So wake up, go to the bathroom and then get on the scale. Dry weight. Yeah. Dry weight. When you wake up, you know, move your bowels and then get on the scale. Um, and I think you'll see if you do that the same time every week, it makes a difference. It, it really makes a difference. Uh, Erich Tavera says, um, that's, that is why people's longtime enemy is the alarm clock and some evil guy invented the snooze button. Jeez. My wife, if my wife hits a snooze button once, she's not getting out of bed. And it's something that we battle, like especially on days off that I have, which are very few. If my wife has to work on a day that I don't, it's miserable. 
because she will stay in bed and she will the alarm will go off and she'll toss and turn and it's like get, the fuck out of get out of bed like hitting the snooze button is one of the worst things you can do for your mind yeah where are you guys gonna um when are you guys gonna win the best in utah award we haven't even submitted for it we probably should. I didn't even know that existed, to be honest I'm not with sure you. that did. Uh, Tanner says, I completely agree, Monty. During my previous semester in college, I was extremely hard on myself. I was depressed most of the time. The current semester, I've tried to be less hard on myself. It's critical. You're not perfect. You don't need to be perfect. Nobody was made to be perfect. I just think you got to focus on the positives. Like, we all focus on the negative stuff, and we don't yes. focus on the positives, you know? Like, like it... it, it it just if you focus on the positive you'll be happier and giggity makes a really good point about young people wanting instant gratification instead of working for something and sacrificing for a period of time to get what you want that instant gratification thing is a huge problem yeah it yeah. is a huge problem yes so anyway you should probably play the music yeah you should um clicking in from cold af dickinson north dakota oh the life of a road whore Go Jazz. Ha ha, Lakers. <laughs> Caleb says, peace and positivity within is important. This is one thing nobody can take away from you. That is true wealth, my friends. Absolutely right. Yes. Um, absolutely right. There's no doubt. Of, it, yeah. Be, be kind. Be kind. I've really tried, tried to have much less of a battering ram mentality. And I've learned that if you treat people, anybody, whether you're best friends or you've never met them before, treat them like gold, treat them like they're the most important person in the world, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot more fulfillment from that relationship. Yeah. Trust me on that. All right. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe. We're giving away a PS5 um, on, at our 5,000 subscribers. We're giving that away and we are rapidly ascending. So make sure you hit subscribe, shop our affiliate links. Jake, say goodbye. Goodbye, Jake.